0: This episode is brought to you by Medical for Nomads. The medical insurance for global nomads. It's not travel insurance. It's full private international medical insurance. More information on their website medicalfornomads.com You're listening to Interviews, the podcast that cracks the entrepreneurship code. I'm your host Laurent Hotin. I'm an entrepreneur coach to entrepreneurs and startup mentor with more than 20 years experience running companies and advising entrepreneurs being an entrepreneur is the most difficult job there is there are no practical guidelines so join me every week and learn how you can better navigate your entrepreneurship journey and become an exceptional entrepreneur hi this is the interviews episode 101 And I'm with Roman Gordy, the co-founder of Arbonum, an all-in-one platform that takes care of everything from onboarding to project management, invoicing, payment, tax requirements, reporting, and more. Roman is a digital nomad. He started this digital nomad life in 2014 and he's going to tell us all about it. And he currently lives in Cyprus. And so before we start, don't forget to grab a copy of my ebook, The Entrepreneur Mindset, 7 Tactics to Avoid Being the Bottleneck in Your Business. You'll find the link in the show notes. Interviews is brought to you by SocialPrize, a global remote company that has been providing marketing and communication services since 2005. Their goal? Help you thrive in the new normal. Log on their website to learn more, SocialPrize.org. M-E. hey Roman thank you very much for joining me today hello and thank you for inviting me all right great so let's start first tell us a little bit about your journey
1: uh, well it started in 2014 uh when i just moved to a new country we said, i'm moving every several years and that was a new idea a new business that dedicated to helping digital nomads, helping freelancers all around the world to get paid, to get all necessary papers and to help companies to get rid of those papers and to, you know, uh, to make it very easy to onboard and to work with freelancers worldwide. That's how it began. And uh, since then, I have just tried to help people because I really believe that our innate right is to Work from anywhere to with, a- with anyone and just to get paid, honestly, to get paid fa- fairly, that's it.
0: Is that what a digital nomad is? Work anywhere for anyone?
1: Well, yes. Um, we always tell about the digital services and digital works where I can do something and like upload it, uh, my digital results of my work, because uh, we always think of freelancers like artists like web developers and so on like copywriters something like that we usually don't think about but no doctors (laughs) being completely online uh, or drivers yeah but some professions like uh, teachers are already the online profession my own child is uh, studying languages with teachers online and the parts of the school lessons are going online. So in the near future, the teacher is going to be the digital nomad. So one teacher from Spain, another teacher from Malaysia. Well, it's a new world.
0: Yeah, indeed. So why did you choose that life?
1: Um, I don't really think that I'm uh, like stuck in one place. I want to see the world. I want yeah. to show it to other people but we have to get money (laughs) 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 to live in a new country. So we have to keep working. Uh, How can we keep working in a new country? We have to take the work with ourselves. Uh, The second reason is that offices is something like from 20th century, not 21st century. Offices like factories. Yeah. Uh, the factors going more and more uh, automated, so offices are uh, something really old nowadays it's a place where people come and work around 2-3 hours according to studies and all the rest they spend time drinking coffee, chatting smoking, walking something like that, or even sleeping like some companies in Sweden or in Japan, they give an hour to nap yeah. So office is like if we break borders, we have to break walls as well. Why sitting in the four walls if you have better productivity in a park or in, I don't know, in a forest or in a yard or maybe in a transport? I have a lot of ideas coming while I'm driving, for example. And I have zero ideas when I'm sitting in front of a laptop in the office for five five, five hours.
0: So you don't have you don't have an office, at all.
1: I don't have an office. Yeah, our uh, mission is to get rid of the office, of papers, of borders, of all
0: all this stuff. And so this is this is an interesting um, topic because you know with COVID, people were forced to work from home. Uh, they didn't want to, and after two years. Uh, the companies are asking them to go back to to the office, and people don't want to go back <laughs> to the office. So it causes it causes a lot of uh, trouble. Uh, a lot of companies have to reinvent themselves, reinvent the office. What do you think the office of the future is?
1: Um, it's something like um, like a park, you know. Mm. So you have to go there if it's sunny. You don't have to go there if it's raining, like that. Uh, Interesting. The future office is uh, something you can take with you. Maybe it's your car, maybe it's a library, maybe it's maybe it's an office, a regular th- place with the tables and computers, if you like that. Yeah. Some people like that, really. It's uh, some kind of psychological thing because many people who were fired from factories, they just tried to come a few days more there because they just... can't think that everything is broken their life is broken because factory let's say stopped or they were fired or they just uh out of the age to walk to the factory well um i suppose the office is nothing about the place it's something about the hours working hours so i'm in the office so i have to tell my family hey i'm in the office
0: So, if I'm not mistaken, you created Abonum. Abonum, sorry, in April 2021, 20, correct?
1: We started it in April. It was some necessary job to do before the launch, but yeah, April, one yeah. year ago.
0: Okay. And so, can you tell us a little bit about the 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 process that you know what in the, the journey to Abonum, what you did before, and how you came out with that with that idea?
1: Well, I started in 2014 with another company, um, la- like competitors to us mm. today, but competitors only in so CIS market, um, but I decided to make something quite different. Um, we are really uh, aimed and focused on digital services for developers, for artists, for 3D artists, for copywriters and so on worldwide. Um, and I found out that many companies from Europe are struggling to work with freelancers in, let's say, um, emerging markets because those freelancers can't get paid fairly, can't get even some papers, but they need to have them and nobody likes to work with them. But a lot of talented people are located there and we have a lot of cases like people uh, say us well, thank you because you just gave us a chance to work for companies worldwide, uh, for customers from US, from uh, European Union, from Japan. Um, Otherwise, literally, they have other options to join the pirate crew, literally the crew of the pirate ships. I have some cases in Nigeria, in some other African countries, and they tell us, yes, they're developers, they're really talented, well-skilled developers. But it's very hard to work for local market because not enough big companies can hire them. So we tried to open other markets. And that was the reason because we started Arbenun. It's, uh, it's a place for something that we can connect different countries. Uh, we can connect emerging markets and talents located there with US, with Israel, with European Union and so on.
0: Right. And you take care of all the paperwork and the tax and everything for the, for the, for the client.
1: Yes, of course we do that. It's an important part of our, our daily job. But uh, is, what is most important, I suppose, is that uh, people can get fairly paid. Mm. So they don't, uh, don't get lower prices or something like that. Usually, uh, companies trying to save, some, to save cut costs and save money when hiring someone in emerging markets. But if a developer can do the same job like a developer from France, yeah. I don't really think uh, this developer from Morocco, for example, has to get less money. He spends the same time, uh, the same uh, quantity of hours, and the prices in Morocco may be the same like prices in north of France. For some for some goods, so it's not right f- fair when companies hire someone just to cut the prices.
0: Arbonum is still in a startup mode. I would I would I would say, uh, what is what is it to be like a a startup funder living a digital nomad life?
1: <laughs> well, um, a few things are quite similar to starting. company from the office you know like to get the funds to uh, go to office every day and to do something in the office with the team with the regular team uh in in my case uh we found that we don't have an office the regular office just because to have a place we're all together we can just eat something together in the kitchen Um, Because we found the best developers we could find at the moment. We found the best lawyers we could find at the moment. So those people are quite, you know, um, they don't need chatting or just nonsense to uh, (laughs) tell about. Everything we can um, communicate just can be made with Zoom or Skype or something like that. We don't have to spend hours in the office. But I suppose the main obstacles were like um, to stay on the line. Yes, we still have some tools to synchronize our work, synchronize tasks, and so on. But I suppose we have plenty of uh, tools together. We have pl- mm. plenty of tools to use. It's not just email or Slack, but it's like some frameworks to work. Frameworks where we can just be online be on the same stage and see how we synchronize or not with different uh, em- employers. We're not a huge team, but I suppose everyone in our team just really know what he has to do or she has to do at the moment. That's the most important thing. But our other nervous and stressful things are the same. Like if you start your start up in the office or in, from your garage. You're always uh, trying to keep an eye on what's going on around, and the world changes <laughs> amazingly fast. So you have to run quicker than your competitors. It's quite, it's quite a difficult things to do. So you are happy in the morning, you're really sad or <laughs> upset in the evening. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible thing.
0: You know, I'm the old generation the generation before you, I'm 45, soon to be 46, and I hear you talking, and you you have enough. You have a, an entirely remote uh, uh, staff, and but I value more the discussions I had around the uh, the coffee, the coffee machines, you know, and what you're saying is that well, we don't need we don't need those. <laughs> and to me, it's like, oh, come on, how can't you have that? You don't don't you miss the human connections?
1: No, I think we have even more human connections. Uh, I mean, we have more um, more things to discuss, and every call is quite. You know, it's plenty of questions we have to discuss, and it's quite filled in with something important, not just the chatting about anything else. We're a quite motivated team. We really see the mission that we have to run fast to make more people happy what we do so literally we, we don't have really time for a lot of for five or six <laughs> coffee cups a day together.
0: yeah all right all right um let's talk a bit more about life as a digital nomad if uh, for the people who are listening to us and if, if they want to follow your your steps and become a digital nomad or, or remote entrepreneur or remote uh, or digital entrepreneur whatever we, we call we call uh, you can you share some little tips you know to 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 be successful in that life
1: well uh, time management is the first thing it's obvious but it's quite hard to follow mm. so uh every hour it's quite important for you because uh, when you switch from the office to let's say digital numbers live Being a freelancer means that you will work not eight hours per day, maybe 12 hours per day, maybe 14 hours per day. Um, Sometimes it's because it's your own business, okay? You try to do more that you can. But sometimes um, it's a mistake of people that think that, okay, now the time is mine and I can use it like I want. But actually, that's the trouble if you work 14 hours day in one or two months you just have a burnout and your product- productive level gets lower that's the main thing you have to watch it very carefully that's the main thing and th- this is something not so obvious about the work-life balance actually you have to understand what what you do if you do something you really like um if you spend your time uh, with your family once when you rest but then I, I don't know that you have to f- watch about what balance you have. Maybe you can mix it up, maybe you can work t- for two hours, then make a break for two hours and come back to work. It's okay, everyone just decided for themselves. But um, anyway, you have to follow some rules, you have to find some rules for yourself and follow them. Otherwise, in five or of- Six days, you found out that you just work, 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 work more than in the office. And you end up with a terrible burnout.
0: I can uh, totally relate to what you are saying. I don't consider myself as a digital nomad, but I work from home. And maybe 60 to 70% of my work is done on on Zoom, like we are doing right now. And one, this this is the big lesson for me is switching to work working from the office to working from home, from home I found myself work more and I, I really I had to do like what you're saying I'd be very disciplined about having rules being stopping taking taking breaks otherwise I would I would work non-stop it's so easy to, to be in that I don't know why but it's so easy to be in that frame where you you, you never stop working
1: indeed you just run and run but it doesn't doesn't give you something more than you had in the office. So you just find yourself tired. Uh, Of course, exercise, walking, swimming, wherever it's available for you, it's quite important thing as well. But um, that's the downside of uh, freelance um, because many people recognize they started to work more for the same price, for the same money um, as they had in the office work. But also you have to switch off the Facebook <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop with that. That's the, that's the first point. Switch off the Facebook. Because uh, what we have in the office, uh, every time we scroll the fa- Facebook, when we are employees, we work for someone, uh, they pay us for scrolling the Facebook. And we just don't, you know, <laughs> we try to think that it's a part of our job, but it isn't. It really isn't. So it's just a destructive thing. And when you work for yourself, you have to understand that you pay yourself for scrolling Facebook. Would you like to pay yourself for scrolling Facebook more or Instagram? I don't think so.
0: <laughs> Not really. If you ask me the question, no. <laughs> I've stopped Facebook too. <laughs> <laughs> any other any other uh, tips or, or traps to to avoid that you can share?
1: Well, another trap. Um, another trap is that you can just move left or right from your way. You know, when we start to um, work like digital nomads, when we switch off from the office, we have a dream of something. We have a vision of the life we would like to have, of the discipline we would like to follow, of the timeline and so on. But it's very easy to get off this way. If, for example, you get two, three customers you work for, And sometimes you have even more routine works for them than you expected. So you start to be like two or three persons in one. You have to be an accountant, you have to be a lawyer sometimes, and you have to be who you are, I mean, designer or developer or who you are. Um, It takes time. It takes a lot of time. And sometimes it can be something that prevails and takes a lot of time, even more than your main job you have to do. You have to follow it as well. That's why I started with the, uh, with the timeline, because you have to uh, give to all this routine job, like one hour a day or two hours a day, not more. And uh, some kind of tips that we used in Arbonum, we switched from Slack to another tool for uh, asynchronous communications. So we don't follow the chat. We don't read the chat, scroll the chat every time. We discuss everything like in emails. So we have a topic to discuss. If someone has an idea or comments, yeah, you can leave it. You can just publish it later maybe, but it's not distracting as a Slack messages. So Slack Slack gives you something like illusion of uh, spending very useful time that you are on the top of news of your team. But actually, it's a fault.
0: So what you're saying basically is life as a digital nomad is great, but it's not all rosy. There is a dark side (laughs) to it.
1: Well, um, actually, if we think about the 2030, what it's going to be, I suppose many people will lose their job they will become freelancers as well but not everyone can create something many people are great in what they do but in you know in screwing nuts <laughs> in something very um, not not creative job it, it's not bad There's, most of the things that we used work not because of uh, ideas or <laughs> art or something really creative Most of the things we use made by engineers, you just took something from science and made something wonderful working, I don't know, elevators. Elevators weren't created by an artist. Otherwise, it would move something like like that. We never know what the floor we are in. But um, I suppose if we switch from the human work to artificial intelligence in some kind... Of work. It's really nice, we can save people from injuries, but sometimes we can um, give people the freedom, the free time, and they have to decide what to do with all this free time. We can speak about um, se- <laughs> salaries, I, I know, free money for people, but it's not only about the money. It's also about what you can give to this world. Would you, would you, what would you like with this free time? Walking for five hours a day in the park, it's not the best thing you can do. Yeah, so, uh, and many people, um, I know they're freelancers, not because they want to be freelancers. They just don't want to um, spend their life in the offices first, and they try to get more money, working for two, three, or more customers. At once, but what they found that they work more, and sometimes they get even less money for all this time. That's the problem. That's the problem, and uh, we've seen this uh, during the pandemic, like when people work from home. It's something that uh, dissolves the borders between work and your life, and your family, your free time. Dissolves everything, mix it up, and we have to teach our children how to work from home how to work from other countries and so on so we have not to start with the people 30 35 plus (laughs) we have to start with a five plus age of five to explain how they're gonna live my daughter recently just asked me well daddy what what do you think what profession i have to, what occupation i have to choose for me maybe i want to be a teacher and I say to her that um, we have 80% chances that teacher, teachers will be eliminated and changed with artificial intelligence, maybe in 10 years. So na- that's not a really good idea.
0: <laughs>
1: You're that pessimist. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like that. It sounds like that, but we have to think from both sides. Yeah. I'm trying to be happy with all of that, but I also always see what's going on. I see how people work from home and being stuck in this home. So they're not free. They're not, not every freelancer actually able to travel around the world mm. and show this life on Instagram that he, he's working from South Africa and tomorrow he's flying to uh, Brazil. Yeah, well, It will be great, of course. But unfortunately, um, 99 percent of those freelancers working from home, more and more and more.
0: Yeah, I know. I know some uh, digital nomads. Um, we were talking last last month, and you know they are in Thailand at the moment, and in, in a very on a very nice island. And they were telling me that it was impacting the quality of their work. Because you know everything was was nice, there's sun all the time. There's beautiful beaches, you know the, the sea. Uh, there are parties everywhere because it's 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 the it's the, high, it's the high season, the start of the high season over there. And it couldn't, they were not as effective as they thought they would as they th- thought it, they would be. So now they're thinking about moving country into something a bit more formal because they need they need that structure to, to, to be efficient and to, to really work.
1: Well, I I agree. Uh, I know developers working uh, from Thailand, they relocated from other countries. And since they're relocating, they're (laughs) thinking about the beach life.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, it's affecting work. Uh, Well, it depends on personal qualities. You know, uh, we have to develop it. We have to develop our skills of working under the palms
0: it's it's a it's a great (laughs) point it's a great it's a great way I like it (laughs) it's
1: it's it's nice skill but i also think that uh working from a huge snowy
0: (laughs) well if if you love skiing it's a problem
1: (laughs) (laughs) problem. working from forest and so on yeah um just yeah the main idea is not to get um the switch Office slavery to home slavery. That's the main point. We have to be aware of it.
0: Let's go back to uh, you, the entrepreneur. What does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur?
1: Ah, uh, it's to do something that nobody else can do. It's to take something, make it really unique. Uh, that I can, you know, I can sign that it was made by me. <laughs> Nobody else can do that. Not because I'm um, so talented. No, just because we have to um, have an option to take from different brands, different people, and we, if we share the same vision, if we share the same, uh, you know, the same values with the brand or with the, this person, so we can devote to it. We can buy from this person or from this brand. So making something really specific is what inspires me to do that. I see uh, competitors, they try to do something really cool. I don't want to do the same. I don't want to do it quite better. Sometimes they do great stuff and everything I can do is to do it different, but in a good way, but in different way Uh, to show people uh, my values. And if they share it, they become our customers. That's the, that's the main point, that's the main driver for me. I don't want to um, consume every time. I, I want to create something also.
0: And mm-hmm. what do you want to take your business to? What's your big dream?
1: Uh, I would like to break borders for people. Mm-hmm. It's not about the globalism itself, but it's about all this ridiculous thing that we got for centuries. I mean borders. I really don't care where the border is if there is a prosperity from both sides. So, <laughs> if I work you know, on the border between Germany and France in one city and I, I would like to move to another city, there's no problem. The European Union. Yeah. It's great. But uh, some regions in, on our planet still have strict borders and some people, share values of another country of another world. Okay, they have to move freely, but they don't have to choose from their life with the salary, with you know with their insurance policy, with <laughs> everything so on. Uh or to break everything, to leave it there, and to be like a refugees. You know, freelancers is something like downshifting sometimes. It's something about being work refugees. So you'd like to move to another country and to work there because no, not because your um, homeland is poor or it's really bad. No, but sometimes you just like the nature of another country, the climate, or I don't know, you like a culture. Or, I don't know, even a kitchen of <laughs> another country, you like that. You want to leave that. For example, I adore Portugal. Indeed. And I suppose I'd like to move to Lisbon one day or uh, many countries, from Tokyo maybe. So I, my dream is that people like me could just take a plane and get there. Don't think about, they don't have to think about this, all this uh, papers, insurance, uh, visas, residence permits, and so on. If we do little steps, we can eliminate some paperwork, some troubles with the taxation. We can help with that the beginning.
0: So you mentioned insurance and this is a great transition to my next question because this episode is uh, sponsored by Medical for Nomads and uh, you have just become an affiliate for for them so you're going to help them sell medical insurance and and life insurance. Why did you decide to become uh, an affiliate for them? That's my first question.
1: I really like the idea. Uh, I myself found it's really hard to get the medical insurance in a new country mm-hmm. when you're uh, digital limits, banks, insurance companies, hospitals, they don't understand who are you, what are you doing? You have to show your salary coming into your bank account every month. Okay. <laughs> they can work with you then. But if you have like income that is not so uh, constant or you have different income in different month from month to month, you have less money or more money and well you can pay for this insurance anyway they don't have to worry about that but they have this this again it's a ridiculous thing they have show uh, you have to show them the papers stated that you have salary that's it right we try to help them getting all the papers they get all the papers they need to show in the bank or to get the visa uh, and also, it, I think it's nice combination to give them also uh, an option to get uh, some benefits like insurance, like medical insurance or life insurance, because sometimes freelancers move to quite exotic countries, and it's so important to get insurance there.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it, it's true. And that's, I guess this is another aspect of living a nomad life, and we're talking about the dark side of it. Uh, you know, is that it can be very tricky on, on practical life, day to day life, to live a normal life because of the you know, lack of insurance, the lack of infrastructure, you need a bank account, you need, you need all that stuff which you, can't, which you can't get, right? So how, how do you, what, what would you uh, suggest to people? So first you tell them, you know, get an, get an insurance, but what, what else?
1: Well, before moving to somewhere, you have to decide what level of, you know, of services, level of, of quality of life you would expect in a new place. Uh, it's not about the romantic, it's, it's about the practical things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you move, especially when you move with your family, with the small kids, so you have to think twice because everything you... Might see in tourist prospects in videos or from bloggers, uh, it might differ from what you see in reality. And people rarely show the, this backside of their life. Um, they mostly show, you know, beaches, mountains, traveling, yeah. so on. But they don't um, show
0: you. They don't show you the healthcare facilities, for instance. <laughs> no,
1: you just come if everything. If anything happens. You see it real life. Yeah. And I suppose you don't want to see the real life without any insurance of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good point. So not, don't, don't only look at, the, at the, the beaches and the palm trees, but look also at the infra- infrastructure because it can be very important, especially if you have a family, you have responsibilities of, to take care of them.
1: Yeah, if you, live, if you live in Berlin, for example, all your life, and you're dreaming about moving to Asia and Bali, yeah.
0: uh,
1: and all you, you know about the Bali is something like rear glasses. So you have you can see everything, but you, you don't touch it. And the reality can't <laughs> bruise you from that side. It only can happen when you come, and you realize that everything is it's slightly different from you. Be- What you thought about that but if you have someone that can back you up with that um it's much better to move
0: yeah do do your research do your homework remember there's no social security in a lot of countries (laughs) especially if you're coming from from uh developed countries again in in europe like like germany or france
1: i would say uh many country has no human security (laughs) even (laughs) <laughs> in, your day, in your day-to-day life, yeah, it's sometimes. Uh, I know people from Colombia, from Venezuela, they moved there. They like cu- cultures. They have Maybe they have some uh, friends from there. They decided to move, to try themselves in a new, absolutely new situation. Um, well, it's uh, something extreme, <laughs> kind of extreme <laughs> experience
0: for them. Yeah. wise yeah, I lived, I lived 20 years in Southeast Asia, in, in emerging countries and I've, I've seen dead people in the streets and nobody were caring about the bodies. I've seen that with my own eyes and it's very shocking. And that's the reality, that's the reality of those countries over there.
1: And different, country, different cultures actually has different values in terms of life of a person, health of a person it doesn't matter they're bad or good it's just like that it's just what we have now um what we see in france or germany is quite different from what you can see in some other places
0: all right great we, we're coming to the end of that great conversation uh two more questions for you the first one is take all your experience as an entrepreneur a startup funder uh, Digital Nomad, and summarize it into one key recommendation to all the entrepreneurs out there, what would it be?
1: Well, you have to develop your intuition on a daily basis. It's not something you have from the, from the birth, but you have to develop your intuition. Yes, it's not a logical thing. It's not a rational thing. But very often, all the rational analysis, all, all rational uh, forecasting uh, is just a trash because many other things can change you can you can do anything with that so develop your intuition and develop your like liquid thinking about that you have to you don't have to have a brain made of bricks you have to make a liquid brain especially if you move to another country you have to yeah, you know, study language. You have to dive deep into local cultures. It's very important. It makes your brain liquid as well. It makes your logic more flow. You no, know, it's, it will help you because everything is changes and you just have to adapt.
0: Yes, yes, very true. Especially if you move into another country and it's, which is like 180 degrees from your own. On your culture so you're gonna you're gonna get some slaps in the face I know what I'm talking about <laughs> I moved from France to Stage. Asia and it was like oh yeah that's different
1: <laughs> well, well I, I don't want to sound like you know um, to tell you that you don't have to move you have to try you have to try of course but uh, remember that you can subscribe to 100 of uh, anal- analytics or, I don't know, very clever persons that can share advices. But your experience is only your experience. It will be yours. It will be very specific. And you can't share it with anyone else because it will be your, <laughs> your way. And to follow your way, the intuition will help you to follow it.
0: Okay, last question then. How can people contact you?
1: oh it's very easy it's linkedin i I suppose facebook instagram i don't know our chat or our website so uh as i as i said we have quite a small team so we always share uh contacts and we always see what's going on if someone trying to contact us we always think how we can be helpful and we don't have you know like hierarchy that's a people that answer the questions and sometimes the information goes up to the ceo no we have a flat structure so we're trying to solve and at this stage we can afford it maybe and f- further we
0: you might change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: but we just um we, we enjoy we enjoy it that we have a flat structure at the moment and we can contact people
0: excellent thank you roman for your time today
1: Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: And thank you for listening. If you like this show, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform so you can help inspire more entrepreneurs. See you next time. Bye-bye.